0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It Ninety Four Fifty, codename WBB. I'm Daniel Arteta, host. I got K Dot with me, and we are finally here. It is playoff time, and we're ready to roll. So, K Dot, man, what's going on with you, brother? How you doing? What's up?
1: Hey, yo, what up? What it is? What's popping? Everything is all good. I'm taking a quick lunch break just for all of the nine to fives out there. Make sure you take your lunch break. Make sure you have that mental space in your head because this is a feel good. And the feel good is, it's playoff time. And I'm ready to talk some playoffs with my brother. So let's
0: get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We had an amazing Sunday. In, in WNBA the last day of the season and it was really good you had some great games you got uh, Vegas over Seattle then you had Drew Lloyd was hooping it, it was just amazing the Liberty get a big win and everything we've seen the last of Sylvia Fowles and a tough loss against uh, Connecticut and uh, Brittany Sykes man I know that they got blown out <laughs> but against Dallas but uh, Britney did her thing and stuff so what was your thoughts on on, on the final regular season games yesterday
1: so my thoughts were a little bit surprising because there were picks that I made. One of the two picks that I made from a enter in the playoff standpoint came to fruition. I was really hoping that the Minnesota Lynx would fight tooth and nail to make the playoffs, and unfortunately, they didn't. And it will be it was Sills' very last game, and it was it was a hard pill to swallow from a standpoint of you can't help but to think. All of the injuries that Minnesota went through and starting the season off at three and thirteen, imagine what could have happened if they didn't have all of those injuries in the beginning of the season and then add Nafisha Call Nafisha Callier back as she did. I think that it, we would have been we would have been talking about the Minnesota Lynx being in the playoffs for sure, but it didn't happen. One surprise twist that everybody thought would not happen was Phoenix getting into the playoffs and they needed help and help was on the way on yesterday due to the New York Liberty taking care of business at home. And then the Connecticut sun taking care of business at home, which marked them being the eighth and final spot. And I think that from yesterday's games, if you look at performance-wise, individual performance, you can't help but to think about Jewel Lloyd with the 38 points and then our friend of the network and homie Slim, aka Britney Sykes, going off against the Dallas Wings, even though the team score doesn't reflect the winning side of it, because they didn't win, of course. She... Ended her season on a good note and a great momentum shifter going in to her overseas season and then hopefully back into the WNBA season for next year. It was a great amount of games and I was very excited to be a part and watch all of them. And it was a, it was a great way to end the regular season.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was some really great games and things like that. But let's move on. We got to talk about the playoffs now. We got to talk about the playoffs. We're going to start with the number one versus eight, the Las Vegas Aces versus the Phoenix Mercury. And this is a rematch from last year's postseason, Phoenix 1-5. So we already know that Las Vegas is definitely chomping at the bit to exercise some of those playoff demons from last year. But for Phoenix, everything that they went through from the team chemistry drama the Brittany Griner situation, Skyler leaving for the season. K-Dot, the fact that they're still here and made it to another postseason is a win for me. Talk about the Mercury and how they had to navigate through a really emotional journey to this postseason. Yeah,
1: one word can only describe this, and I said this yesterday, is perseverance. When you have a team that went through what they went through, and imagine having this type of team, right, in the beginning of, of the season when we were talking in the off season, even before the sad news of of Brittany Griner and the Russia situation, Tina Charles decided that she would sign with the Phoenix Mercury. That was a huge deal because I remember back in February that we had a conversation basically talking with WNBA Twitter and just WNBA media as a whole, they were just throwing out certain things, like, could this be the best super team we've ever seen in WNBA history? And we had to pump the brakes for, for some of these people saying, hey, you know, they haven't even stepped on the court yet. And we're already talking about they're the best super team ever. And what happened with that, it just didn't turn out the way everybody thought it would be. And for the Phoenix Mercury to come out and still make the playoffs it's something that you probably wouldn't have thought of like the odds if you look at the odds of them making the playoffs after the season that they had i think everybody would lose minus mercury fans of course because they're always believers and they're huge supporters of the phoenix mercury so other than that i wouldn't have imagined it but they were one of the teams where I said that even with Skylar Diggins-Smith, prior to her departure, was, say, was saying that they have a bone to pick with the playoffs, and I can see them scratching and clawing their way in there, and I had them along with the Minnesota Lynx. Now, the Minnesota Lynx didn't make it, however, the Phoenix Mercury did, and it's, you, you cannot say anything else but to say, hey, this is amazing. They're here. They can say that they've made the playoffs. So that's an accomplishment for Vanessa Nygaard. To be honest with you, yeah, they may not be a top four seed, you know, or arguably the top team as they thought they should have been or would have been. But at the end of the day, Vanessa Nygaard has this team in the playoffs. And you can't say anything but, hey, she
0: did yeah, that's a fact. And we ourselves wrote them all, too, a long time ago, k But <laughs> they prove us and everybody against them wrong. And Well, we wasn't against them. We just looked at from the eye test standpoint, and they were struggling. But the fact that they was able to get in, they got in and stuff. But let's talk about Vegas real quick, because this is a championship or bust season, in my opinion. Like, k we've been talking about this recently, that this Vegas Aces team – been in the championship window for a few seasons now, and they've come up short every year. But this looks like it's Vegas time again. I'm going to say it. This looks like it's Las Vegas Aces time again. They started out strong with a 13-2 and two record, but they hit a wall, and they ended up going 13-8 and eight for the rest of the season. But they finished strong, though, how to end the season. What's your thoughts on what Vegas has to do, though, to taste that championship champagne at the end of the season, bro?
1: So it's going to be about strategy. And Coach Becky Hammond has done a good job in adjustments. I have to I have to tip my hat off to her. She has done a pretty good job in making adjustments. Now, what I mean by that is, in the beginning of the season, they were on a roll because De'Erica Hamby had found new light because she was a starter. And I think she was there to prove a lot of people to a point, not saying proving people wrong because, come on, she's a two-time Sixth woman of the year, and she's very comfortable in that role. Let's not get it twisted. But at the same time, she wanted to show everybody, hey, I can start. Even though I was coming the first off the bench and getting starters minutes, I can start a game off, and I can finish a game off as well. And I think they just hit a wall to a point where they just didn't have enough bench production, that the starters were just getting overwhelmed with minutes and they were, of course, arguably one of the top teams where their, starter played, their starters played the most minutes, clearly, this year. But what she did was say, hey, De'Erica, I know that it's a point where we need to make some type of adjustment. And I know you're the best person that can make that adjustment. So if you don't mind, let's put you back on the bench and let's get some bench prot- production going. And I'm going to see what Kia is going to be able to do with the starting lineup. And long and behold, when she made that adjustment, the aces had looked much better and looked as if they were in that 13 and two rhythm that they first got themselves into in the beginning of the season. And another thing that to, another thing to focus on is the confidence boost when they won the Commissioners Cup. At that point, Chicago was the hottest team in the league, the best team in the league, the most versatile team in the league, the most depth-led team in the league, and they were just beating everybody. Candace Parker would be out. They would still beat teams. Courtney VanderSloot would be out. They would still beat teams. Kalia Copper would be out, and they would still beat teams. That's how good Chicago is, and Chicago was in in that time frame. But after the All-Star break, I think it was a light that switched with the aces and they just said, listen, it's time to handle business. And that's exactly what they've been doing since the all-star break. Even though again, that record 13 and eight, it doesn't reflect a lot of what happened in the middle of the pack where they were playing five to sub 500 ball and then turned around and ended up finishing the, finishing the season off strong. And then by, Henderson and season are strong. Two wins against Seattle and one in another win against Chicago, I might add. So they were beating the top teams, the top four teams in the league at this point and was beat and beat the top team in the league at that point. So now being at his playoff time, the focus is there and you're right. It's time. It's time for champagne tasting at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. And what Vegas also, they got to do, they just got to make sure that that, man, it's going to be tough, man, because De'Arca Hamby, that injury, man, is going to hurt them in the later rounds. You know what I mean? If she doesn't return, because they was essentially running really six deep, to be honest. And right. I think that it might hurt them. We, we we shall see going forward, man, we shall see. But I just think that they just need to have a lot, there's going to be a lot of focus. They should be doing a lot of conditioning between now in the playoffs, before the playoffs start, because it's, it's, they're going to need it. They're going to need all their horses out there on that court, man. Because you got Asia, KP, Jackie, Chelsea. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to really put the team on their back, put the franchise on their back, and really run with it and try to get this ring or whatever. But let's talk matchups real quick between the Aces and the, and the Mercury, right? What matchup you looking forward you look you're looking forward to seeing in this series, though?
1: At this point, we're just talking about guard matchups, to be honest with you. And the biggest matchup that I'm looking forward to is Shea Petty versus Kelsey Plum. Now, Shea Petty, she has come out and she's had a great last leg of the season, just stepping up in in, in the absence of Skylar Diggins-Smith. And, of course, at this point, from what I understand and from what Kelsey Plum having a record year, scoring over 700 points in a season, which is a franchise record, of course, not necessarily a franchise record, but a record for her for the franchise, it's something that's going to be real, real interesting because Shea Petty is going to have to show her work on the offensive and the defensive side. Shea Petty is one of those players who was more focused defensively, guarding some of the best guards that opponents have, but now she is going to be adding more responsibility to her plate and having to score, having to shoot, and having to make plays. And I think that's uh, one of the matchups that I'm looking for, especially with, again, the front court. I think it's going to be just dominated by the Aces, to be honest with you. I really don't see Brianna Turner. I think Brianna Turner is going to have a fit having to play Asia Wilson. And even though Kia Stokes isn't there offensively, she has to battle with her from a rebounding standpoint. And then having to battle those two and her being alone down there, if you will, that's going to be something very tough. So that's the matchup that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, probably, if I'm a betting man, one of the most common matchups is probably Diamond the Shield versus Chelsea Gray. But my matchup personally is that Kelsey Plum, Shea Petty matchup.
0: Oh, I was looking for the Jackie Young up in there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jackie Young versus Diamond. That I think that would be a pretty pretty cool matchup. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, but Diamond, Diamond versus Kelsey would be cool too. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to be a, a fun series, but I just don't see Phoenix having enough, you know what I'm saying, to, to, uh, to get with Vegas, man. So I think that it's going to be a hard-fought two-game win for Las Vegas. I don't think that's going to be easy. You know what I mean? Unless we know how the Vegas can come out shooting. You know? They got some real shooters on that team, especially Kelsey. She could hit four, or five threes in a quarter and light it up. But, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be a fun matchup, though. It's going to be a fun match. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so let's move on to the Chicago Sky versus the Liberty, man, and let's talk about the Chicago Sky real quick. They're on a mission. We talked about it, k out when Vegas started out hot. The Sky was just moving along, just trucking along, and then eventually caught up with Vegas, passing them and everything. Now, we know that Vegas is the top seed, though, but I still think Chicago is the better team, and they're built for the postseason. Like, they're deeper, and they're trying to repeat and potentially a Candace Parker final year. And they they start off against the New York Liberty. What's your thoughts on Chicago coming into this postseason?
1: Yeah, Chicago is going to be locked and loaded. They're going to be ready to play. They are definitely much better than they were last year, to be honest with you. Of course, with the depth that they have. My biggest thing is, from a depth standpoint, is coach and potential executive of the year, James Wade, going to shrink his bench? or is he going to stick with what got him there and utilize his depth that's going to be the biggest question because sometimes in the playoffs sometimes your bench can shrink depending on the matchup and this is a great matchup for the New York for the Chicago Sky and the New York Liberty because I think the New York Liberty has found some type of depth on their side as well so they can go blow for blow to be honest with you and I think that with the Chicago Sky, the biggest thing is, listen, what got us here this year, let's just do the same thing. So I think it's going to be a great series regardless, but I really also think that Chicago just know what the assignment is and they're going to be pretty good within this matchup. That's really all I can tell you because they've been so good all year long and there really isn't, honestly for me, there isn't an area of concern right now. But again, it would cause for great games if you want to say it that way, because New York has had a number lately, not necessarily early in the season, because of New York's injury problem. You watched that thirty-point <laughs> victory, that very first game. New York has played them very well the, those last two games, and I think they beat them the last game that they played with Candace Parker playing. I think it's going to be a great matchup regardless, but I think Chicago was a little too much.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But we still got to talk about the Liberty real quick, right? Because the way they started out the season, they looked like they was headed to the lottery again. They started out 1-7. And, and not only to make it to the postseason, but to get seventh is some real started from the bottom, now we here <laughs> type of thing. So what's your thoughts on the Liberty and their journey to get to the postseason?
1: Yeah, so with their journey, come on, let's face it. Since 2017, I believe, they've had their most wins, right, since that season. And they've increased that win total each year, especially since Sabrina Unescu has been drafted. Two wins in her rookie year, 12 wins in her sophomore campaign, and I believe 15 wins in her third year. So it's been a gradual It's been a gradual increase in wins as we move along. And Coach Sandy Brondello has done an amazing job coming in and actually making this team. First off, she's made the team watchable again. And what I mean by that is win or lose, they are competing. And it's good to see. And I think that coming in from being an A-C last year, now a 7-C this year, I think that it's really good to see what they've done as an organization and clean that organization up a little bit. And that roster looks really good and it could be really good for the future as they have that great mix of vets and young and young bodies there. So I really think that the Liberty they're in for a good show. I know that they're going to come into the playoffs focused, but Again, I think the matchup is going to be a little overwhelming for them, especially in the postseason. You're going to see a lot of threes. We're going to see Maureen Johannes go off. I she's become one of my favorite players in the league, especially watching her this year. And I think that the biggest thing is Stephanie Dolson coming, basically coming back. So... What type of wrinkles Stephanie Dolson is going to be able to give the New York Liberty? Because she has that advantage. She won a ring with them last year. So she knows a few things. Will it work? We shall see. But again, you can't be any prouder than than to say the New York Liberty has improved immensely over the past three to four years. So it's going to be a good one regardless.
0: Yeah. Just don't know which Liberty to expect, though. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand this team. Because they started, like I said, they started out one and seven. Then, after the All-Star break, they lost five or six after the All-Star break, and then going five and two in the month of August to get this to get into this postseason, get the seventh spot. But uh, I just think that um, they just got to play hard, man. Like you said, you got Stephanie in there, the veteran. Reminds me of Mark Gasol out there, bro, <laughs> the way how she passed. She's just so smart as a player, too. Her IQ is on high, man, like the way, what she was doing yesterday against the Dream you know, and bringing that physicality, setting them, them hard screens and stuff. And if you don't call the screens out as, a, as the offensive team, as the defensive team, you're going to get hurt because we've seen what happened to Erica Willa yesterday. But, and then also with and Laney coming back, and she struggled a little bit, but she finally found her shot a little something. Like, this team is going to be pretty good. So let's get to the matchups again. What matchup you want to see? What's Dot's matchup?
1: We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Chris Stemp. I'm Donnie Stemp, two brothers on this strange rock hurtling through space. I don't know, man, this rock is in trouble. The Week on Earth is a new podcast on climate change and the state of the planet. We're talking cars, carbon, trees, toilet paper, apocalypse, utopia, and most importantly, human behavior. We need to put the emotion into this story. How do we move from an extractive society to a regenerative society? Pretty twisted. Pretty twisted. And it gets worse. <laughs> it's changed my entire outlook. From the Peabody Award winning producer of Netflix's Fantastic Fungi, The Week on Earth. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, KDA's matchup is going to be the matchup of the playmakers, Sabrina Unescu and Courtney Vandersloot. That that's my matchup to to look forward to because again. Where Sandy Rondello realized was, listen, if I put Crystal Dangerfield in the starter lineup and allow Sabrina just to be Sabrina, yep. then you know, we have a better chance of winning games. And with Courtney VanderSloot, we already know how she operates. She operates the point guard position extremely well. Yeah. And I think it's going to be up to the playmakers. And if Chicago has a game plan for Sabrina Unescu into limited that playmaking. But if New York doesn't have a game plan for Courtney VanderSloot because they're so worried about Kalia Copper and Candace Parker and Emma Mieseman, then that might be some trouble. So my biggest matchup in that regard is the playmaking of Sabrina UNESCO, how she's going to operate, how they're going to basically ice every screen <laughs> for her and see what type of adjustment she makes for that. And we'll just see how she takes it. Regardless, I think that matchup is one intriguing one to look for. What about you?
0: Hey, I'm looking for uh, the- Natasha Howard versus Candace Parker and Emma Meesman mm. I think that uh, Natasha's going to have her hands full going against those two dynamic players, man. If I want really, honestly, if you want to be honest, it's the whole front court versus those two players and everything. Like I said, they're gonna have their hands full. We're gonna need Hangzhu to to really be six ten in this series for them to even have a chance. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So they can I think they I think New York can steal a win. Now when we was talking a one eight series of Vegas versus Mercury, I don't see it. But I definitely can see New York taking a win because they're so freaking dynamic and they can get hot. You know what I'm saying? You got Marine Johannes coming off the bench here in big shots. You got Benaja, like we said, Benaja's coming rounding into form and everything. And, and Hang Shu's also effective because you can't really leave her open. She can hit that three, and she's six ten. You can't teach height, you know what I'm saying? Um, but obviously, Hang don't have the experience at the same time too. And it should be, and the fami- and, and then you got Coach Brondello, who's familiar with how Chicago runs things, you know what I'm saying? By obviously playing against them in the finals and everything, you know what I'm saying? So this is going to be an interesting series, but I definitely want to see how Natasha Howard comes out. And be ready to go because like it's going to be a, a real tough series for her to go up against those two monsters and Candace Parker and Emma Meesman. So, yeah, it's going to have to be a, a team thing, k That's my matchup that I want to see. Let's move on to the, uh-oh, number three, Connecticut Sun versus the Dallas Wings. k this is going to be a great series. I think it's safe to say, even though Dallas lost their last game, but they're the hottest team coming into the playoffs. But it's still hard to trust them, man. But at the same time, I think that they can split the first two in Connecticut and play a deciding game three in Dallas, k This series is, um, you know, really interesting. And for the Sun, too, k because we don't really know what's up with them. Yes, they got the third best record in the W, but something else is also brewing, k We wonder which John Quell Jones we are getting for the playoffs. We know what she can do. She's the reigning WNBA MVP. But this season, we didn't really see her rebound from that COVID situation she had. And she wasn't herself this season, Kato. What's up with, with the Sun? What do you think about this series between the Sun and the Wings?
1: Yeah, I think this series is all going to be predicated on guard play. The I think the front quarter, for both teams, actually, are going to be the front court, Tierra McGowan. She's going to do her double thing, her dominant and dominant fashion, in my opinion. And I also think that the Connecticut Sun, to me, from a front court standpoint, could uh, be a little overwhelming for that front court in Dallas, too. But the thing is, with Dallas, Dallas also has depth in the front court. Awa Koyer, she's come in and played utility, great utility type basketball for them, doing anything and everything possible to stay on the floor from a defensive standpoint. Not necessarily from an offensive standpoint, but it's getting there. You can see flashes. But at the same time, I think the front court, for me, the front court washes each other out, but the guard play is going to be important. When you have someone like Ty Harris, Veronica Burton, Marina Mabry, and Alicia Gray, when they're going up against your Odyssey Sims, Natisha Hodgeman, Courtney Williams, you got to look at the consistency for Connecticut. Which set of guards are going to show up? for these playoffs. How are they going to guard Marina Maverick? How are they going to guard Alicia Gray? How are they going to guard Veronica Burton? Even though Veronica Burton is a rookie, she has come in and done wonders for Dallas for them. Very well. Very well. And then you have Ty Harris, the quintessential point guard, that when she's in the game, the Dallas Wings are a much better row Want a well-run team. Um, and that's going to be my question. Is Natisha Heideman going to be able to defend well? Is Courtney uh, Williams going to be able to shoot efficiently with the defense that those guards apply pressure to? Because we talked about it in the series, not the series, but in the games versus the Liberty. Dallas Wings guards, they apply pressure on the perimeter, which helps that front court get the necessary rebounds the blocks that they you know possess so that's going to be a good question coming into it and I do think that Dallas could potentially steal a game in Connecticut and come back to Dallas for that particular matchup
0: yeah I agree I think this is like pretty much the only upset category in this thing Dallas could actually they can win they can split in Connecticut and then actually win at home you know what I'm saying so that's going to be interesting. But I'm really looking forward to that Marina Mabry versus Courtney Williams matchup, man. You know what I'm saying? Two fiery players that play with attitude, that play with flair, play with style, that don't have no back down in them. What's interesting though, K-Dot, we didn't see a Courtney Williams signature moment yet, like where she can go off. You know what I'm saying? But this team is so stacked that she doesn't have to. In playoff time, anything can happen. We didn't really see the all-star version of Courtney Williams, you know what I mean, in Connecticut. Not saying that, she was playing bad. I don't think that she has been playing bad. It's just that we know who she is. She is her. And when she's on a roll, I think that she's one of the most gifted scorers in the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? I think that these playoffs right here, this is the moment. I think that she's gonna have a moment in here where she's gonna look she's gonna look damn good, look damn dominant against Marina. And and for Marina though as well. I want to see how people can respond on stopping her. You know what I mean? She's been on the road. I think she was averaging like close to 20 points in like a nice little five-game stretch at one point. You know what I'm saying? And she can go for 30. And we see how she is taking, being a number one player. You know what I'm saying? And while Enrique is gone due to that injury. So, like, with Dallas, man, and and um and Connecticut, that matchup between them two with Courtney Williams and Marina Mabry is going to be really fun. And I think that you definitely agree with me. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. Of course, my matchup is the Dallas versus Connecticut front court. That's my matchup. Because when you have Kayla Thornton, when you have um, Alyssa Thomas, then you have Tierra McGowan, and you have John Quo Jones, we're talking about dominant in dominant fashion. What can they possibly do to potentially cancel each other out and then on off the bench you have Bree Jones right and then not to compare Bree Jones to anybody coming off the bench for for Dallas but it's by committee again I talked about a walk earlier Harrison can find some spells when she when her offense is going that's my matchup that I'm looking forward to from a just from a committee standpoint. And it's going to be fun to see how physical the front court looks because we have some physically imposing, we have some physically imposing players that we're dealing with. And that's one thing I'm most interested in. I want to see what Tierra McGowan is going to be able to do when she's getting those doubles because the doubles are coming for her. The doubles are definitely coming for her. And as soon as she put the ball on the floor, they're ready to swarm. Um, so I want to see how, and people don't talk about how well Tierra McGowan can pass out of a double team. They don't talk about it enough. That's one thing that I'm looking forward to, but the overall matchup from a front court standpoint, I'm definitely looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a real fun matchup in between them, so I'm excited about it. Let's talk about our final matchup real quick. Um, the Storm versus the Mystics. And this is probably gonna be the best series to watch because both teams could actually win it all. And I think that for Las Vegas sake, they better hope Seattle wins because Washington causes a lot of matchup problems for those Aces. But in this series, this is a style a style clash. Cause Seattle plays at a fast pace. Washington tends to play a little bit slower. This is going to be a fun series, Kada, overall. And I think our matchups to talk about, to be honest, I'ma let you have at it, is it's two matchups actually, Kata. It's Del Don versus Stewie and the backcourt of Ariel Atkins and Natasha Cloud versus Sue Bird and Drew Lloyd. This series is going to be a battle and stuff. We've seen what, uh, what Del Don does when she's playing. You know what I'm saying? And they have a great record with her. She's like one of the best players in the W when she's playing and everything. And we already know what Stewie is. You know what I'm saying? But that backcourt matchup, man, with Atkins and Cloud versus uh, Sue Bird, Drew Lloyd, man, it's going to be fun, k Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. And that's the, those are the matchups you don't have to even go into detail with these type of matchups because again four or five either one of these teams can come out victors and then they can move themselves on and win championships so the most important thing for me is travel when we look at elena Deladon and how they were able to manage her uh, traveling situation her health situation all year long I want to see what it looks like now, because guess what? You have to steal one in Seattle, and then you have to travel cross-country back to Washington for game three. That's going to be the most important thing that I look at. And on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, there are no charter flights until the finals. Throughout the entire playoffs, we have to look at this from, we have to look at this holistically for all teams' sake. But most importantly, this matchup, because this is, literally cross-country. We're talking about Washington, D.C., all the way to the Pacific Northwest. That's crazy. And right now, that advantage screams storm. But if the Washington Mystics can manage that type of travel, and the good thing about the Washington Mystics having two games in Seattle is that they have two games in Seattle. So that means game one and two, they don't have to necessarily travel anywhere. They can just stay put and stay at bay and be able to be adjusted. So that's my thing for this particular matchup. And again, going to be a fun one. I think that, again, Washington can easily split, in my opinion. And guess what? I can also see how sweeping. <laughs> so Anything can go with this matchup, but I'm just excited to watch it regardless.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm excited on watching this series, too. Like, damn the matchup, even though we know what the matchup situation is. But it's just, I just want to see these two teams go at it, man, because those are two title contenders playing against each other. Like, their seating, actually, it doesn't really point out how good these teams are. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about it. Washington beat Vegas all three times this year. You know what I mean? Seattle, I think they went one and two against Vegas, but they we know how they are in playoffs, you know what I'm saying Super got four rings, do got two? they ramp it up a lot, you know what I mean, and then when you add in that dynamic with del Don's back situation it's uh, it's different man it's different it's gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight man, but and also watching them prove they they can win without del Don even though they do have a losing record without her, but still they can win without her, you know what I mean, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this matchup pans out and uh, hey Kato, that's the end for our, for our. WNBA Playoff Preview, brother. How you feeling? What you thinking? We ain't going to do no predictions or nothing like that. But I'm just looking forward to for the for a great playoffs, man. So, yeah, stay tuned with us, man. Go ahead, k
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, again, thank you all for, again, always listening and l- listening to our perspective, listening to our expertise. We really appreciate it and continue to listen. And, again, with the playoffs coming up, this is going to be the most exciting time. That you'll ever see in 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 women's basketball. More importantly, basketball. Period. Continue to chop it up with us. Continue to engage and and show the love that you've been showing. Them. And thanks for all the support.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of podcasts coming your way. We got a minimum of eleven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's with all the preview shows. And if every team sweeps. That's eleven podcasts or whatever, all the way through. But if not, it's gonna be sixteen. <laughs> if everything, if no team sweep, everything go to a game three and a game five. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun journey giving y'all this content and everything, and also bringing the content to Twitter Spaces as well. And yeah, keep supporting us, man. But we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for listening to Keeping the ninety four fifty, code name WBB, a part of the ninety four fifty Women's Basketball Network. Don't forget to follow us at the ninety four fifty WBB. On Instagram and Twitter, You the follow. KDOT Kata at k. dot three h on Instagram and Twitter. Myself at the Dr Test Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Daniel Test. That's KDOT over there. Love is love. Peace out.